Evans has spoken to some local media members already this morning. Early bird and whatnot. Matt Schneidman of The Athletic tweeting out some of the answers, responses from Brian Gutekunst, information from Brian Gutekunst, GM of the Green Bay Packers. Gabe, what do you got there from Matt Schneidman uh, after he and other local reporters spoke to Brian Gutekunst this morning? Rodgers has not told Packers his plans. Gutekunst hasn't spoken with him at length since the end of the season. Until we have, quote, until we have those conversations, I think all options are on the table right now. Uh, it continues. Gutekunst wants a resolution with Rodgers' situation before free agency starts on March 15th. Rodgers' contract will be restructured if he returns, Gutekunst said. Gutekunst added he's absolutely comfortable if Jordan Love is QB1 at the start of the 2023 season. A couple of other tidbits. Uh, Packers are going to restructure Bakhtiari to ensure he's back in 23. Rashawn Gary on his ACL rehab, Gutekunst said, quote, he feels really good. We're very optimistic there. Gary has been rehabbing in Atlanta and Texas. Anything else jump out to you, Chu, about what he just revealed? Softballs. No one's asking a tough question. Or maybe they're not just answering, but I wish Jason was there. Because Jason would ask him if there were stipulations put on Rogers' return. He is going to speak uh, in front of national media also, so there is a possibility we do get some of that stuff I, later I, I'm today. I'm just but... blown away on you know how they're still letting him drive the bus. You know? It's just kind of like, okay, you're or... running the team. You're running the team. Just let us know what you want to do. I feel like that's the position that they're in. It's not a matter of letting. It just is. Yeah, I mean, because he has to first make the decision if he's going to play football. He's playing football, right? But if you're good at Coons, you got to say, well, we don't know. Well, why don't wouldn't you go in? This year was a complete disaster, right? The team's a complete disaster. And just say, hey, look, we need you at um, workouts in the offseason. Definitely need to be at OTAs. Well, because again, legally, in the league, you cannot mandate. It would have to kind of be a gentleman's agreement, right? Mm-hmm. But even like that's it's possible that Gutekunst said those things to Rogers, and maybe that's what part of the thing he's mulling this offseason. Like, do I want to really commit to a full offseason, so why can't full regular he season? Say in in an interview that yes, I've stressed upon him the importance of he, him being here in the offseason. Now he doesn't have to be here for the whole offseason program, but we would and just do it very diplomatically and say. We would like you here. We're a better team when you go through the process. But Not because you need it, but because the other guys 100%, need it. 100%. All of what you're saying is incredibly logical. It makes sense. It certainly would be a, a a conversation I would expect to have with my employer. But the CBA says he doesn't have to be there. And that's where, that's if you're Rogers, you go, this was negotiated. Like, I don't have to be here. I'm a veteran. I agree with you. Right. This goes back to what Jason was saying about like the more information you have, the better educated or the better equipped you are to make a decision. I'm one of these people who is like, be there. It will make you even if it's incrementally better, it will make you better. Well, then because I recognize him. the then team I would aspect personally, of I'd the throw him under the bus. I would say if you're not going to be there, I'm going to say he doesn't want to be there. And I think it affects our team. Who cares if it pisses him off? I'm to the point where I really don't care, Rogers, what upsets you. Because you don't care what upsets me. Yeah, Goody's not at that point yet. Goody's not where you are, Chu, where he's, at least that's what's obvious to me, if he's still kind of towing this line of, well, I haven't spoken to him, this is what we would like, we got to hear from him. You yeah, know. what's this, I haven't spoke to him in great length. I haven't what spoken you, to him at great yeah, but, at length what, what, since the end of the season. But have you spoke to him? Well, you yeah, haven't spoke to him at great length. I but, would say maybe just exchange a text or two. 
Okay. You know, like they haven't, so they haven't sat down to have, oh, here, this is the way I'm leaning type of thing. <sighs> Roger's been a busy guy. Know. He was sandbagging no, out, you know, know. In, know, at Pebble Beach. Then he went to darkness for four days. But his way's not working. Then he working. went on another trip, right? Because yeah. that was yep. the whole thing is after he got back <laughs> yeah. from the darkness retreat, he was but going you, on another plan trip. You let him as an organization do it his way for the last, what, two years, three years? It's not working. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know, I know. When, what do you know? When McCarthy and Favre sat in the offense office, when Brett flew up there for family day, they were screaming at one another. I want some screaming at one another. That's what I want. Sick of the coddling and like, oh, your way, you know. And what annoys me about it, Chu, is when people talk about the OTA activities and then they feel like there's some proof in the pudding of him winning back-to-back MVPs the two years that he didn't go to the off-season workouts. Now, one was 2020 when it was the COVID year and nobody went to the workouts, but then it was the following year. The argument against that is, but that's an individual award. Yes. The goal should Mm -hmm. be the team's success. And so anytime you try to throw in my face that he won the MVP while not being at the off-season workouts, I want to say, but how did the team finish? Did they make the Super Bowl? Did they win the Super Bowl? Did they win the NFC Championship game? I can't remember. It's foggy. Because again, that to me, the the two have nothing to do with one another. Mm-mm. But he did say that, didn't he? Say during McAfee somewhere, the first thing he goes to, he doesn't say Super Bowls, he says MVPs. No, uh, he, he he again. I think that got got repopulated incorrectly. Okay, the, the start of his MVP thing was obviously I want to come back and win a Super Bowl, but I believe I can still come back and win an MVP as well. But to your point, you yes, he has referenced a few times COVID MVP, COVID MVP. <sighs> as though that is some sort of validation for what he has done. Yeah, I know. It's just I, 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 I played with guys that say that but don't really mean it. It goes back to, okay, would you rather win the game and have three catches for 28 yards or lose the game and have 10 catches for 140 and three touchdowns. I'm sorry. Aren't you, Captain? I got mine. I'm sorry. Maybe, well, I am maybe now. I'm I morphed just, into I'm that. Just, <laughs> I'm because I didn't do it when I played, but I'm sure as hell getting it in at some point in my life. I got my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Want to make sure that I was following the bouncing ball correctly there. Uh, so we will obviously get more information from Brian Goodkins as well. So apparently Jeff Darlington was on Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning and did have some additional comments that he made about Aaron Rodgers and the situation. Take a listen to what Jeff Darlington said this morning. I I understand what you're saying. I think it's going to be up to the organization to say, are we just tired of this? Do we need to just move on? I'm tired. Trade Aaron. It. Find out what we <laughs> have not. in Jordan Love. <laughs> I, but but in all seriousness, like I, I think that's worth something. Yeah. I mean, if we're all feeling it, I know we maybe manufacture things and say sensationalize them a little bit more than what happens internally. But you got to think that the Packers. What is this, the third year in a row we're having these conversations? At some point, they're saying, we did draft this guy, Jordan Love. We do believe that he's growing. We know we have to inevitably move on at some point. And by the way, the quarterback that was the two-time MVP that we knew we had to back on our roster wasn't that this year. So maybe he does come back. I'm just saying I understand the questions. So he's saying he understands if there is, not reporting that there is, but he understands if there is fatigue inside the walls at 1265. He understands if there is an element of, hey, man, do we want him back? Yeah, but if he doesn't come back, I think we're okay. Does Jordan Jordan Love have a right to ask for a trade if he says yeah. he's coming back? Mm-hmm. Do you think he will? Yes. 
You think it's granted. Well, because... You think it's granted. Yeah, because if you are a first-round pick in the NFL, especially at that position, at the quarterback position, because in every other position, if you're a first-round pick, you're getting time, right? Like, yeah, maybe you're a first-round tight end. You're rotating in with a bunch of other yeah. tight ends. The quarterback is, you know, you stay on the field. You're always on the field, and the only t- chance you get is if that guy gets injured, which for Rodgers has been few and far between since Jordan Love got drafted. You want to play, you want to show what you can do, and I think that he would be right to do that because if Rodgers comes back, I'm under the assumption that the Packers won't pick up the fifth-year option and they'll just move on from Jordan Love. So how will he? So if he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, he wants to show what he can do so he can cash in. But let me say this. Let me just play devil's advocate a smidge on that. Not all the way, but a smidge. I do think that Jordan Love appreciates the position that he has been in. I do think that guys who get thrown out there into the wolves right away out of college have a rude awakening. The learning curve is extraordinary. And I think that there is a value to and a benefit to that he appreciates getting to sit behind Rodgers, learn from Rodgers. And so while I agree with you that you want to play, I think he appreciates that for the last three years he's gotten to learn, sit, and watch. But like any competitor, at some point when yeah. you think you're ready to be out there, you're chomping at the bit. You want to show what you can do. And you get tired yes. of waiting. Yes. And what he does is he looks at other players around the league. He looks at Jalen Hurts and, you know, he probably deep down, and he, I don't know, we'd have, we haven't seen enough of him, but he thinks he's better than Jalen Hurts. Drafted before he probably Jalen thinks, Hurts. He probably thinks he's better than Tua. He certainly thinks he's better than Mac Jones. He knows he's better than Zach Wilson. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like... All right, I'm sick of this. All these other guys are getting opportunities. Well, that's the thing. They're getting opportunities, and they're getting real live reps in games. And we always talk about the difference between simulated action and actual action and how there still is going to be that learning curve when you actually start playing and you're under center on a regular basis. And he's at the point now where he's learned all he can from running with the scout team. He's learned all he can from sitting in those meetings with Rodgers. Now you actually just want to go out there and push it out. Onto the field. Joe Burrow, Tua Tungavailoa, Justin Herbert, all drafted ahead of Jordan Love in that draft class and all have made pretty good names for themselves in the time they've been out there on the field. But the problem is, I mean, they could say no. They could finally say no to a trade and he really doesn't have any leverage. Right? Yeah. I mean, he could sit out, but you're not going to get paid. Yeah. I mean, I guess you just kind of hope that the the franchise would do right by you the way that they did right by Devontae Adams. I'm saying if Rodgers comes back and Love asks for a trade, they're going to say no. I'm just saying they're going to say no. So how do you play that if you're Love? Don't you keep I, that I, under I, I wraps? I got to chew on that a little bit. I think bit. you keep it under wraps. You like that? Yeah, we love it when you do the chew on that. <laughs> but I think you keep it under wraps. I don't think you make it public. I don't think you himself. want it to get out. But if I'm if I'm Jordan Love, I make it public. You would? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. They're trading Devontae. They're, yep. they're willing to trade Rodgers, but what they can't trade me. But I think the general sentiment will be, but you're still under contract, so like, what do you expect? Well, so you haven't shown them anything. You haven't given them anything. Yeah. You've just been a backup quarterback for the last three years. I just I understand his anger. Uh, I, think, I understand his anger, and I th- it's warranted. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think more people are are coming to the side of players versus franchises and doing the, oh, you're under contract, shouldn't that? Because it doesn't, contract doesn't mean anything to the team. Like, the Packers are going to release some guys yeah, yeah. this year. It doesn't mean anything sure. to them. Don't I, you it's have funny that you contract? say that, though, Gabe, because I have seen a lot of people doing the old shift back to, and again, this happens, it's a, it's a cyclical thing, but I've seen the shift back to, 
The Green Bay Packers were here before Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers yes. will be here after Aaron Rodgers. Oh, the yeah. Green Bay Packers are bigger than any one player. And so while you're saying that you're seeing a general sentiment of people aligning themselves with the players and understanding and wanting players to get theirs and whatnot, I've also seen a heavy push of the G over everything. Sure, but... And everyone. Know, like, Jordan's in a very understandable position if he asks for a trade. I don't think there's... If, if you are a reasonable, rational person... You'll probably go, yeah, I get it. You've been in the league this yeah. long. You were first-round pick. You want to play. You probably were assuming, like everybody else, the way that when you were drafted, okay, I'll sit for two years with where Aaron Rodgers' contract is, then they'll move on from Rodgers, and I'll play. You didn't play this past season. You're not going to play this upcoming season if Rodgers is back. You know, and there's enough holes in the league right now when it comes to quarterback play. I think someone would give up something for him. I mean, yeah. would you take a if, if you're the Raiders? Would you take a, yeah, take a flyer third round flyer? Yeah, absolutely. If you're the New Orleans Saints, would you take a third round flyer? You know, yeah. I'm just looking at some teams that have nothing. Nothing. You know, nothing. But have some intriguing pieces. Like there's some intriguing receivers in New Orleans. Sure. But sure. it's going to take some time. They're to not going to win get it out. next year. Correct. But they, they it's going to take help. some time yeah. to kind of dig yourself out from the hole that you're in. Sure. But if you got a young quarterback, you can develop during that time. Yeah. 